Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the cat. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Grassroots Pharmacy. We'll tell you more about them in just a bit. We're going to be talking some football. The spring game, obviously, was Friday night. Uh, then we're going to launch into a topic that we discussed a little bit, the the Tyler Hero announcement that he is testing the NBA waters and is still eligible to come back, which we all thought would happen based on some typos. But we'll discuss that a little bit. Then there was the uh, the old Nike Hoop Summit, and there was a Kentucky commit and a couple Kentucky um, targets in that game as well, including one who John Calipari is going to see very, very soon. Uh, Kyle, let's start out with the spring game, though, because, you know, that's that's pretty tangible. I was producing it here in the, the radio studio, so I wasn't at the game. Uh, I think you watched the game on TV because you were out traveling and, you know, being a, a norm, uh, responsible father, wanted to be around your family <laughs> as opposed yep. to just getting right back and, uh, and then launching into another sporting event. But, you know... It, you never can take too, too much away, but I feel like there are some things. What was your kind of an eye-opening maybe thing that caught your attention? Well, I mean, I think they look great at running back. I mean, it's again, it's hard to know for sure. They're first, mostly first-team success against second-team success, but, um, you know, A.J. Rowe looked good. He broke off a big run, scored a couple touchdowns. Um and then smoke was, you know, with the with the pl- the big play of the day, the eighty-seven yard touchdown run. Everybody made a great cut to spring himself, got good blocking. Um, that kind of stuck out to me, and uh, you know, they had a little more down the field passing game than you know what we saw last season. I think surely people are excited by what they saw from Terry Wilson hitting a couple home run balls. Um, you know, obviously uh, Lynn Bowden getting free. That's kind of what we expect to see from him. Um, but there were, you know, there were also a couple surprises. I think, um, you know, Bryce Oliver is a guy that I don't know if anybody knew his name. Uh, the casual fan knew his name before the spring game. And then, you know, I think he had six catches for 63 yards against the first team defense. And overall he had seven for 84 and a touchdown. Um, and he had one just terrific uh, catch that he had to kind of twist back uh, the down, so he wasn't really covered, but it was still a great match because of the way he uh, had to sort of lay out for it and turn sort of awkwardly and make a just a great hands catch there. Um, those those were, the, I guess, the things that stuck out to me that they got mm-hmm. they can run the ball. You know, we, we, everybody wants to know what the post Benny Snell era is going to look like. It looks like they can run the ball still, uh, and the fact that they were making an effort and connecting on some down the field throws. Yep, I, I agree with, with both of those statements. And um, I think someone was, was telling people to keep an eye out for Cavassier Smoke if they would have listened to the podcast before this one. Very, very, very smart person. But that, like the down-the-field stuff is, is very key. Uh, Isaiah Epps it made that one nice 60-yard reception, and I think that was, that was probably the most... Um, like if you're going to point to one play, that's one where that's Terry Wilson hitting a guy like over 50 yards down the field and he did it wasn't like a wide open deal where Lynn Bowden's first touchdown basically no one was around him so that's kind of an easy one um that was it wasn't great covered obviously 
Epps was able to beat his man, but he only had a step or two on him. So it had to be a really, really good throw, and Wilson was able to connect. And th- those those key those plays are going to be key. Now, now, obviously, you want to look at like slightly negative secondary super super struggle. Not that surprising when you consider the fact of all they lost and how young they are and how inexperienced they are. Um, but it's still it's still concerning. I mean, when you be able to put up those kind of numbers, granted it is against the second team um, for the most part, but that's that that isn't exactly where you want to be. Mark Stoops said similar said was talking about didn't like some of the competitiveness from some of the guys out at that. So obviously, all the coaches are going to take things that they want to improve on uh, from this spring. I do want to give a quick shout out though, um, just a really impressive play overall and. When I was listening to the radio broadcast, I believe it was Jeff Bacoro said said something of this guy, and it's like the highest of highest praise. Obviously, it was it was Jordan Wright who is is a linebacker, but made a nice interception. And Pick said, "Man, he looks like Josh Allen as a sophomore out there." Which no one's going to be Josh Allen again, but if you can get on that kind of trajectory, uh, th- that's good. So I, I I think that he could be one to, to look out for this season, making plays because you know. Make it an interception when most interceptions come from the secondary. Kind of playing your position is is really a good sign of kind of having a knack for the ball, which is always something you want for a defensive player. Uh, the final thing we'll, we'll mention on the spring game, Kyle, and you, you, you kind of got in a little trouble on Twitter because you tweeted out Gunner Hoke stats when he was playing with the first team. He was 14 of 15 with 174 yards and two touchdowns, and you said, quarterback controversy? Yep, of course, that was a joke, and then everybody uh, jumped on that as a serious thing. Uh, I think it was a nice final audition for Gunnar Hope for wherever he's going next. I would assume it's not going to be Kentucky, but he did play well. Um, that was the other thing I was going to bring up. Uh, you know, Terry, he was 14 of 15. Terry Wilson, 10 of 12 for 191 yards, two touchdowns. So Gunner and Terry Wilson um, playing with the blue team were 24 of 27 for 365 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. They had more touchdowns than incompletions playing with the starters against the backups. But when we say, well, is the secondary alarming? It's alarming that the, the backups are that bad, but the starting defense gave up a combined 12 of 22 for 107 passing with two picks and no touchdowns. So they were a little better, um, a little better than, than the backups, obviously. Uh, and I am glad you brought up Isaiah Epps because that was the one that was slipping my mind. The other, I thought, overall the best probably wide re- quarterback to wide receiver connection of the day. Great throw, great catch. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Gunnar Hoke looked good. Um, and so did Terry Wilson. And you know, the tiebreaker goes to the guy who can take off and run it, and also the guy who won 10 games for the first time in 40 years. So uh, no matter what he did in that game, being able to you know pry that from Terry Wilson, uh, see him being willing to stay and be a backup another year, and all the sort of cryptic tweets from his mom or Facebook posts or whatever kind of indicate that. So to me, that was – he got a great opportunity to put some more stuff on film to see who wants to take him, and I imagine there'll be a, a few teams that want him. Oh, there's no question there'll be some teams that want him. I mean, he's got he's got enough ability to where if you're a slightly lower D1 team, you're you'd you'd want some some Gunner Hoke. So 
Um, we'll, we'll, we'll obviously be talking some more football. we got some things in the football pipeline that we're going to try to get done in the upcoming weeks. So we're not going to completely abandon uh, football talk when we're here in the offseason because, well, I don't know what else we'll talk about. Maybe the Masters. Uh, but uh, coming up next, we are going to talk uh, about some basketball. Tyler Hero made it official. Something we all thought was going to happen has now happened. It's time to tell you guys about Grassroots Pharmacy, which is a locally owned independent pharmacy, and they're looking to change your idea of what a pharmacy is supposed to be. They place a strong focus on alternative therapies, nutrition, and supplementation. Their pharmacists know there's nothing more important than your family's well-being. They take the time to get to know you, explain your medication, and answer any questions you have. They honor prescription plans, including Medicare. They're located at 2304 Sir Barton Way in the Hamburg Pavilion, which is right at the four-way stop next to the Best Buy um, on the parking lot side of the Regal Cinema. Um, They're open from Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 p.m. and on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. They, of course, got the website grassrootspharmacy.com. And as always, you can just give them a call, 859 263 1382. That's 859-263-1382 or check out grassrootspharmacy.com. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle, what we all thought was going to happen, happened. Tyler Hero has put his name in the NBA draft, left the door open to come back. I feel like we've made this disclaimer already, but He is potentially going to sign with an agent, but that does not mean that he is done with college basketball because of the new rules. You're allowed to sign with an agent and still return as long as you don't get any extra benefits uh, from that agent. Um, I mean, it's been obviously not super surprising, but was there anything that maybe stood out to you? No, I mean, you know, I think he adjusted a little bit from Keldon's announcement where Keldon said, I want to be a lottery pick, and if I am, I'm not coming back. Um. You know, Tyler said, I want to be a high pick, I think. Um, so, left himself a little more wiggle room there. Um, you know, uh, maybe, maybe they both feel the same way. Like, uh, I mean, somebody said to me, like, well, I mean, uh, uh, Keldon said he wants to be a lottery pick, and if he's not a lottery pick, he's uh, he's going to come back. Like, I don't think that's really that it's that cut and dry. Like, if Keldon Johnson hears he's going to be picked somewhere between – you know, 13 and 20 and he can't guarantee it's a lottery, but he's going to be a top 20 pick or in that neighborhood. Like, is it really worth coming back another year to, to maybe improve on that a couple spots? I don't, I find that hard to believe. And I think it's probably the same deal with Tyler hero. You know, I don't think he's going to have to hear like you're the, you're a top 14 pick to go. I don't think he wants to be at the end of the first round, but even if he is, it's first round guaranteed money, several million dollars. Like the difference between the, the 12th pick and the 16th pick in terms of any kind of guarantees or salary, not not that great. And also once you get out just outside the lottery, you're still in similar money territory, but you're probably on a better team. Uh, yeah. You're on you know, a playoff so, team, obviously. So, yeah. So I, I just, uh, these guys are probably both gone is the bottom line. Uh, that's all I, all I know to tell people is like, uh, <laughs> I would I would go into this if you're a Kentucky fan, very much expecting them both to leave and be pleasantly surprised if you're wrong. Yeah, I feel like that's always the mindset that is easiest to take if you don't want to like 
be sad <laughs> at the end sad of it. Sad or mad, you know? Like, yeah. you see people who are like, they talk themselves into these guys that are pretty clearly leaving, you know, coming back in their head, and then they don't, and then they get mad and you see angry online at players, which is kind of silly. So I, I just... I would just advise people it'll be better for your mental health to just assume they're both leaving because I think that's what's ultimately going to happen. Yeah, um, I, I I agree with that. I did. I had some fun with you on Twitter that you just are like out there crushing people's dreams because oh. you, you just said that basically they were they were gone. You said similar to what you just articulated, but you put it more briefly on Twitter, which you're supposed to be, and you you got some pushback, Kyle. But uh, I mean, I. It's fun to dream about like a situation where you'd have sophomore Tyler Hero and Keldon Johnson because I mean those guys would be awesome players to cover and to watch. So as a fan, when you see things like the Keldon Johnson, I want to be a lottery pick. The Tyler Hero saying I want to be a high pick. So if they didn't come back, if those results didn't come the way they wanted them to, and then they came back, it would be a really fun thing to happen. And it would probably get a step too far. <laughs> I saw some people tweeting, if they come back, just hang the banner. It's all done. That's how good they'd be. So I always find it amusing when people take it too far one way or the other. But that's the life of yeah. a fan. I mean, the other thing is like that the, neither of those guys are big guys. What they need is a big guy. Um, they would take either one of them back, but they'd be, if it was Keldon, it would be an overcrowding there. Um, at the wing position, uh, if I mean Tyler's the guy who, if he came back, he changes everything because then you've got a veteran point guard in Ashton Hagens, you've got a, a terrific, terrific incoming scorer, uh, the two or three, however you want to phrase it, uh, and Tyrese Maxey, and then you'd have Tyler Hero, who I think could be a superstar. You know, if those are if those are your three guys, primary guys in the backcourt, and then you've got, of course, Emmanuel Quickly, who's going to be there uh, to provide you some shooting and some depth, and you know, just a mere McDonald's All American sophomore, then you would be. I mean, you, you may not even need need any big guys. Uh, I mean, if if you could pick any one guy to come back, and I think this was including the guys that have already made announcements, if you were picking one guy to come back, who would dramatically improve their national championship potential i think it would be tyler hero uh um but i just i i I think of all the guys he's the one who's most out the door it's just hard it's really hard for me to envision hero coming back I, i know he could be better and i know he could be a star and he knows that i've talked to his dad about it like they recognize all that but i just think it's gonna be too hard for him to walk away from some i mean he's gonna be a top 20 pick yeah, and to the he's definitely seems to be one that people think will really will rise with workouts when you get one on one and you're in the gym and he's not make missing any shots so that kind of hurts his any chance of him uh, making his way uh, back to Kentucky. I was listening to a national um, discussion. It was actually Mike Schmitz of ESPN on the Ryan Rosillo podcast, and I, I found this interesting. Kyle, I'll let you see if you agree or not. They basically were saying if they were NBA GMs, they would take Hero over PJ Washington, and it, and then they kind of seemed to have Keldon Johnson as like a the third best Kentucky team because they were just they were just going through draft stuff and and kind of like you know each of the college teams they were talking about the prospects on them and when they got to Kentucky, they were like, uh, where do you guys have Hero in comparison to PJ Washington? Uh, Schmitz does the 
the mock drafts for ESPN, and he said, our board has P.J. ahead, but I like Hero more. Um, at the end of this, do you think Hero gets drafted before P.J.? Uh, no. No, I don't. Um, in fact, I talked to I talked to a team with a top ten pick uh, this week, and they weren't they weren't totally uh, dismissing the idea. Depending on where they end up after the lottery draw, uh, probably going to be in the top ten, and they were not dismissing the idea of PJ Washington. You know, if you're at you know nine, ten, eleven, twelve, um, I don't think Hero's going to go that high. But um, they're, they'll probably be pretty close. They'll probably PJ and Tyler will probably be within a few picks of each other. Uh, I could see him slip into the late lottery. I think it's more likely. I think it's more likely PJ goes somewhere like twelve to sixteen, and Tyler goes somewhere fourteen to eighteen. That's my that's my guess right now. Fair enough. And I mean, the way these things work out, people can just like a guy ahead of another guy, and it doesn't mean that the NBA teams view that the exact same. Uh, way. All right, we're going to wrap up this edition of the podcast in just a bit, talking about some future Wildcats and then potential future Wildcats. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Nike Hoop Summit was late. It was a, it was a fun-filled Friday. You had the spring game, and then you had the Nike Hoop Summit. The only Kentucky commit in the game was Tyrese Maxey. He finished with eight points, three rebounds, two assists. He had two nice and one finishes, which, you know, Kyle, when we've been watching this year and we've talked about Ashton Hagen struggling to finish, it's like, hey, that's what a guard looks like <laughs> that can finish at the rim. Um, Matthew Hurt was in the game as well. He's still on a Kentucky target. Uh, we'll talk about him in, in just a second. But I feel like, Kyle, obviously this the maxi part of this is very – It's if we just assume Hero and Johnson are gone – He's going to be a starter. I've we've talked about this a little bit about how some people say, well, he's a he plays point guard. He's just going to take Ashton Hagen's spot. I don't think that's the case, but I think his game is just really, really well. And I was talking to some people that were out watching the the practices and such, and I think his shot is going to be really, really valuable next season. Yeah, I think he's going to be you know a capable shooter. I don't think he's a great shooter, but. Um... I think he's more of a scorer, if that makes sense. I mean, he's a guy who can create and uh, get things going. But I think he's, yeah, I think he's a a very capable shooter. He's a terrific athlete. Our guy Kyle Mann posted a uh, screen grab of uh, him playing defense, where I think he stalked his man into the on a drive and then skied up to try to block his shot um, and was very far off the ground. Uh, Maxie's a terrific player. He's a really exciting player. He's a guy that. You saw several times. I saw it a couple times in person, and saw a lot of highlight videos down later last season in high school and other events where he's, you know, he's the guy making a clutch play at the end of a game. Um, you know, he's a he's a very, um, you know, put the ball in my hands and let me make something happen kind of guy. He's really good at it. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, the other thing, if you're watching the game, we we told you about. Uh... Well, Kyle didn't tell you because he can't say his name. Nafale Dante uh, was playing for the world team as well. He'll have possibly a reclassification decision to make. Uh, the other guy I, I did mention, Matthew Hurt, is um, was in that game as well. And apparently the big man, John Calipari, the one and only, 
is going to go visit Matthew Hurt, who makes his decision, I think, um, on Friday this week. I believe that's the 19th. Uh, I think I can't remember if that was his birthday or what was the reason he picked that day. I think it is his birthday, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, Cal's going to go make the 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 final pitch there, but I, I guess, Kyle, you're still – seems like it's a, it's a Duke kind of lean at this point. I've actually – I saw some people basically writing it up as if he's a Duke player already. Yeah, I think that's kind of where it's trending. I mean, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't count anything out. You know, I wouldn't. Uh, with John Calipari getting an, a, a visit with him in the eleventh hour, I wouldn't certainly um, give Kentucky zero chance. I think that they've been really high on Kentucky all the way through the dad. Uh, you know, and Matthew both, uh, they're, they're very, very concerned about NBA prep and, you know, wanting to go to a place that's going to get him ready. I know that Kentucky's pitch was, Hey, look at what PJ Washington did this year. We started to use him, um, like a true stretch four, and look at what he did and look at how his, you know, look at his draft stock now and look how it's improved. Look at the development. Um, you know, Joel justice has been on Matthew hurt for a long time. Um, has been working that for a long time. They're very high on Kentucky. Um, you know, Duke is sort of Kentucky's one big nemesis, though. And, um, you know, I think there may be a little bit of an edge in terms of they're looking at point guard play. And if you if you want to say who played better last year uh, or who who is better, I guess, as a setup man, um, you're going to say right now it's probably Trey Jones over Ashton Hagens. I mean, Hagens gets the edge maybe defensively, but, um, you know, I, I, I think they're looking at that as part of it. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think it's a Duke lean. I think it's going to be Duke. But I, I think there's still a puncher's chance for Kentucky, and especially with the, with the closer, John Calipari, getting in their living room before this thing uh, is finalized. So you're saying Joel Justice is going to punch out Coach K? That's right. That's exactly what I'm saying. That'd be a heck of a scene. Who Don't do you think done, man. who would win in a fight, Coach K or John Calipari? Uh, Cal's got two artificial hips, and K does he also have hips? Or he he's had a bunch of stuff. I thought it was knee. operated on knees, maybe knees. Um, I mean, they're both robotic old men. Uh, Cal's got Cal's got a few few more years of youth on him though. I mean, it's hard to say. Shevsky was an Army guy, uh, West Point kind of guy. So, um, but Cal grew up in the rough and tumble streets of Pittsburgh, Moon Township. I, I think probably all all factors considered, I think Cal's probably got some size on Shevsky. I'll I'll say Cal wins a fist fight. That would be a what would man if I was a recruit I would say, yeah what if you're a recruit and you're like if you're Matthew Hurt you're like all right you two guys are gonna box and whoever wins gets my signature on a letter or you're just at Peach or you're just at Peach Jam and you say here's the deal I'm the number one player in the country and if you walk if Cal if you walk up to Mike Shevsky and slap him across the face <laughs> right now <laughs> uh, I'll sign with you. <laughs> Somebody ought to try that. See what happens. Oh, thank goodness our Eva minds weren't given a ton of basketball talents. Who knows what would have happened? Okay, um, yes. so that's going to do it for this edition because we, Kyle and I, are recording. We got to get back to watching the Masters. Um, stay tuned for on Kyle's timeline. He's got exciting things coming. 
um, soon to The Athletic. And once those get published, we're going to be talking about them on here. So you're going to be want to subscribe because there's it's going to be some awesome stuff. So Kyle, where can they follow you on social? I'm at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. I'm at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Follow the show at Locked On UK. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. Please rate, please review, please subscribe. Most importantly, share this with somebody else who would enjoy. Thanks again to Grassroots Pharmacy for sponsoring this edition of the show. We'll talk to you guys soon. See you, man. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Okay. All right, here we go. <clears throat> uh, you you totally broke up on me there. You talking about Maxi's shot? Yes. <laughs>